What's going on, guys? We are back at it with another episode of Straight Talk Live with Postgrad Recruits. Very special guest in the building tonight. We got Coach Darrell, um, got myself, Coach Terry, Coach Davis, Chris. We're going to do it a little bit different tonight. Chris came up with a great idea, man. We're going to jump into a game uh, that Chris thought up. Chris, you want to break it down real quick, and then we'll get into the questions of how we play it? Yeah, man. So pretty much we, we're going to have some fun with finding out know a little bit about coach jones uh so pretty much uh kev is going to ask coach jones some questions uh the rest of the cast uh they're going to try to answer those questions uh coach jones either going to tell them uh you don't know me like that if the answer is incorrect (laughs) or he's going to say you think you know me all right so um coach jones once you once once you uh answer man give us a little bit of elaboration on the answer, man, so we can find out a little bit more on why we don't know you. <laughs> All right. Got you, got you, got you. <laughs> Let's go. And what I do, that way we kind of keep it keep it going back and forth. We just go back and forth, go Chris, Coach Terry, me, uh, and we just go like that. So we got five quick questions, like I said, trying to find a different, you know, more interesting way to get to know the coaches as we bring them on. So got you. We'll go with you, Coach Terry. We got question number one for Coach Jones. It's uh, going to be an A, B, or C answer. All right? So first question, Coach Jones has been A, a behavioral specialist, B, a principal, or C, a school counselor. What you got, Coach Terry? He looked like a school principal. He just got that uh, already. Yes, sir, look. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Ex-military. I'm gonna tell you like that. You don't know me like that. <laughs> that was coming. That was definitely, definitely. No, man. Uh, no, I'm a behavior specialist. Uh, that's my trade, and so uh, I'm the guy that they deal with before they get to the principal. So right. I'm the dude that tries to smooth it over uh, b- before little Jimmy just go off the wall. So I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm him. Oh gotcha, my gosh. Good, good, good. Coach Davis, we'll swing to you with question number two. All right, so Coach Jones, he uh, coached high school ball in which state? Were we A, Florida, B, Cali, or C, down there in Texas? I'm going to say B, Cali. Coach Jones? Ah, uh, yeah, you definitely don't know me. Like <laughs> hey, he got that California voice, man. Yeah, Texas, man, all day. Um, I've coached high school ball in the great state of Texas. Uh, that's how, that's where I cut my teeth at before I jumped into college. So Texas Damn. is my home. Okay, Good. I didn't hear the y'all. <laughs> I thought, I, you, oh, you gonna hear it before the night is over? With, guarantee. Right. There we go. There we go. Oh. We're going to keep that one in mind, man, when I get to my question, because uh, Texas <laughs> is making a little bit of noise right now, so I definitely want to talk to you on that one. So, yeah, we do. I jumped to myself <laughs> on this one. We got question number three. Uh it says, Coach Jones attended A, Stanford, B, Howard Payne, boo, C, Southwestern <laughs> University. So you said Texas. I'm going to jump out on a limb and say B, Howard Payne. You think you know me? There we go. Yeah, yeah. Go. that was cheating, Coach. Hey, that was cheating for real. He didn't went and googled I, it. Got him, got on Facebook. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, come on, man. That was <laughs> easy. That was easy. Know why, go, go ahead and let him know why you said boo, Kevin. Come on, man. Mississippi College shock talls all day, man. What, exactly. What? I was gonna say it had to be, be an ASC guy. You see it, baby? You see it right there? 
Yeah, man. <laughs> Tell us about your time at uh at the school out in Texas, Coach. How was that? When were you there? Uh, so I was at Howard Payne from 2003 uh, through – I graduated spring of 07. So I played 03 to 06. Uh, had some great battles with Mississippi College. Gotcha. Uh, matter of fact, one of the – hands down, I, I'm going to say this real quick. Just wanna, I want to say this because you t- uh, touched on it, Mississippi College. Uh, 2005, we had to go out there to Mississippi, man. And we had to beat them boys in triple overtime. Mm. And that was the part like they had. Matter of fact, on that team, if I'm not mistaken, I think they had three or four guys that actually ended up playing either in the CFL or in the league. Mm-hmm. That team, that team was legit. That was a legit team. Yeah, man, had some good teams back during those years. I can remember a couple battles along them same years. So, yes, yes, good yes. stuff. Good stuff. All right, we got question four, Chris. We're gonna hop over to you. All right. Coach Jones was a captain for a one year, b four years, or c two years. Two years. Hey, you think you know me? <laughs> <laughs> I had twos up. Yeah, yeah twos up. <laughs> I said, man, back was, in our was, day, it was, it was hard to get on the field as a freshman, man. Back, you that know it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. <laughs> if you ain't expected, no expected to, to do your time back when we was playing. So, <laughs> yeah, this generation has changed, though. Either oh, I'm yeah, starting or I ain't coming. <laughs> oh, there it is. Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. All right, man, so we'll just throw this one as a toss-up. Last question. Anybody feel free to answer, Coach, you respond. Uh, in college, Coach Jones was, A, an MVP of his team, B, most inspirational player, or C, was he the defensive player of the year? Man, you caught me on that one. I, I, hey, I'm going to go with uh, inspirational because you, you already a counselor right now. You smooth-talking people. Come on, guys, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Let's go, baby. We could do this, baby. We could do this. Now, Coach Terry think he know me, man. So, yeah, I was most inspirational player on my squad. Yes, sir. Hey, let's go. Nice, nice. Does that carry over to your coaching uh, and your coaching style? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, it definitely is carried over. Uh, I, I love to get them kids. I love to get the guys motivated. Uh, I'm big on that. Uh, it's like you got to play with some fire in your belly, man. You have to. That's how you got to play the game. Otherwise, yes, no need to be out there. No need to be out there if you're not going to do that. Agreed. So, Coach, I love what we just did. That was our first time doing it, man. That was great. Chris, that was amazing idea. That was real good. I think we'll keep that one going. That was real good. So, Coach, we'll jump right into it, man. You out there at Southwest University. Give us your role. You know, tell us a little bit about the school, the, the competition, uh, recruiting. Just go into it, man. Give us a little bit about what you're doing right now. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, I'm defensive backs coach there. I actually transitioned to safeties uh, two seasons ago. So we got a one of my actually one of my former players, a uh, guy who was all American for us, came back to work for us. He's our corners coach. Uh, so I transitioned over to safeties, and so he and I back there running the secondary together. Uh, currently, right now, recruiting is recruiting. You know how that goes. We just finished up our 22 class, so we're getting into the 23s and evaluating those guys as we go. Uh, of course, it's camp season, so everybody, you know, we're telling everybody, hey, let's get these camps. We're letting recruits know where we're going to be at. Like, you know, we're going to be at, you know, if, we're gonna, if it's a camp in Houston, we're letting them know, hey, we're going to be there, show up, we're going to talk to you, uh, you know, and so and all that good stuff. Southwestern is a liberal arts uh, school here in Texas. Uh, it's the oldest school in Texas, to be quite honest with you. Uh, Baylor oh, wow. tried to have that distinction, uh, but now nah, we beat them out on that. So Southwestern is actually the oldest school in Texas. Uh, give you a tidbit of more information. Uh, Southwestern actually started off as the University of Texas. And Ooh. the University of Texas actually came and bought the name from Southwestern. 
Wow. So that's how that actually happened. So UT really didn't have a name when it first started. Uh, University of Texas was actually Southwestern. And then, like I said, the, the, the charter members and board members that ended up buying the name. And so that's how that whole thing got started. Uh, and we became Southwestern. Uh, but just with being the oldest school in Texas, like I said, we are a private school there. Uh, we're the number one a- academic school in Texas. Uh, we play in the best football conference, uh, I think, personally, in, in the country, um, in the American Southwest Conference. Uh, Mary Harden Baylor, who's the reigning national champion, uh, that's who comes out of that conference. Uh, Harden Simmons is always ranked in the top ten every single year. East Texas Baptist is another good one. Uh, Texas Lutheran, I can just go down the list of all the schools that are in the conference that you just, from week to week, you just never know what you're going to face with those guys. And so uh, it's, it's a great conference to be in. Uh, I tell young men all the time that uh, it's not for the faint of heart when you come to the ASC. Uh, it is real. It is real. It is legit. Uh, you don't know who you're going to play against across from you. And I tell so many freshmen, uh, hey, man, when you come in here, you got to realize these are grown men. Uh, this is not <laughs> – this ain't like high school, man. Uh, you are dealing with grown men. And so uh, especially in this conference – Cause you never know. Cause the dude across from you, he may be 23. You may have two kids. You, you just never know. Uh, and that's real. <laughs> that's as real as it gets. Sure. So that's what we got going on right now. Southwestern. That's kind of my role right now uh, with the school as we speak. So that's just where we're at. Nice, 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 man. So, you know, I, that's why I met Chris down in the ASC, man, at Mississippi college. I can remember a lot of battles with every single one of those teams that you just mentioned. And, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about the heart, the Mary Harden Baylors, the Harden Simmons of the world. It's just one, those are some of those programs that are just always right there, you know, Correct. right there. And they're good. You talk about guys being able to go on to the professional ranks, whether it be arena, CFL, NFL. Correct. So being down there in Texas, man, I know you guys have such a pool of talent to be able to recruit from. And if you're not at the UT or the Texas Tech or the A&Ms or, you know, the Division Twos or the D1AA's, you get into that ASC play, man, and you still playing some hellified football. Correct. Hard hitting, exactly. hard nosed, well coached, athletic football. So, Correct. Uh, salute to you guys down there, man. I, I went to battle with those guys, you know, won a bunch, lost a bunch. But it was yes. always respect and it was always great, great football. Oh, so, yeah, definitely. definitely. Very good. Very good. So, coach, you're down there, you're coaching the safeties, you're in the DBs. I think something we always ask the coaches, man, when you're going out, you're recruiting, what's your player profile that you're looking at when it comes to these safeties and DBs and you're out there on a recruiting trail? Well, like I'm like any other coach, man. I, I, want, I want the Cam Chancellor guys, you know, 6'3", about 220, you know, the prototypical <laughs> dude. Uh, you know, I want yeah. that guy, you know. Yeah. Now, uh, for us, here, here's what I'm looking for, honestly. Um, when we go out, uh, my biggest thing is it's not so much the size of a guy. I want to see how he looks really on film. Like, I'm looking at the film. Can he move? You know, uh, does he move well in space? Uh, you know, things like that. that. That's one of my biggest ones. It's like, does he move well in space? Can he tackle in space? You know, those are things like that that I really, really look for because at the end of the day, you're going to be putting a lot of matchups where you're going to be in space in this conference. You know, the offenses are so spread out. Uh, I mean, they're spreading you sideline to sideline. The running backs are really good. The receivers are really good. The quarterbacks are really good. So you're always going to find guys who are going to be in space. And the one thing I look at when I watch film is, number one, can he move in space? And number two, can he tackle in space? And if he can do those two things, that's something I'm really going to sit. Everything else I can kind of work on as far as, you know, whether he can backpedal or whether he can do this or that. 
uh, you know, if he's a decent cover guy, I definitely want to look at that and see where his coverage skills are, of course, like anything else, right? But we, but those are things you can work on. And, and a lot of times, you know how it is in football, man. You can mask a lot of things in football, depending on if you're a zone team, uh, if you match up this way. You know, it just depends on what you're playing. If you're a split field coverage team, it just depends on what you're doing. You can mask a lot of things really well. And so at the end of the day, you know, that doesn't – that's not really, like I said, a huge for me. But like I said, going back to it, space, you know, being able to tackle in space, being able to move in space, you know, having good field awareness is always, you know, one of those big – like, do you know where you're at on the field? Uh, you know, are you on – you know, which side of the 50 are we on, the 40, so forth and so on. Do you guys understand that? So those are three things I look at when I watch film. Those that, that's what I talk to your high school, uh, 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 you know, coordinators about, head coaches – you know, like, what is he like in space, coach? Like, like, you know, is he this kind of guy? Like, what is he? Because that's going to let me know what we need to work on once he gets on campus and how we need to build him going forward. So those are some of the things I look at in, in recruiting. Now, of course, the biggest one is always going to be academics. You know how it is. Sure. Um, academically, they got to fit the profile. Uh, they got to have the grades, man. We're looking at, like I said, 3-3 core GPA, you know, high SAT, you know, at least in a 1,000 range, you know, to be able to even talk to you. So those are things that are very important for us on this end and going out and recruiting. And we've been able to find those guys that, but then, like I said, those other parts play a huge piece in there as well. Cool, cool. Hey, Coach. Oh, real What's quick. That? Real so, quick, I got a okay. question. Do you, yeah. do you guys feel the same way Deion Sanders feel when you walk in the building and the coach says, uh, this this one be good for you? I got a guy. This one's good for y'all. Oh, man. I get so <laughs> tired of hearing that. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I get so tired of hearing that nonsense. Coach, I think he can play for y'all. Well, what, what, what do you mean? Like, like I've I literally had to ask guys that question. Like, what do you mean you think he can play for us? Because, like, I think the misconception with Division Three is it's just a bunch of guys that weren't the dudes at their school and everybody's just kind of happy to play football. And that's not the case. That's nowhere near wow. the case. Like, that could be further from the truth. Uh, like when you look at some of the the uh, the, the offensive lines, and I'm gonna just I'll tab it up to like University of White, you know, like Whitewater in Wisconsin, Mount Union, oh, uh, Cal Lutheran, yeah. who we're gonna play again this year. Like when you're looking at the offensive line that's averaging six three across the board, man, and they all two eighty two ninety, and they can all run and move, and you like that's a that's a FCS offensive line, you know, like yeah. that's a FCS defensive end. He just playing Division three football, like. He's six five, but instead of him being say two seventy, he's two fifty. Right, and maybe he don't fit the mold of what a Michigan wants or what a USC wants. So he's he's got to go Division three or he's got to play Division two. Like that's the thing. And so yeah, no, I get tired of guys telling me who can play for us and who can't. And uh, I got a good, you know, man. I'm like, look, if the kid can play, we'll evaluate it and we'll see. Because I'll tell you this little short story. I had a, a coach, a coaching buddy of mine. Not gonna drop his name because he and I already had this discussion. <laughs> but he sent me a kid, and I was like, okay, man, he's good. I like his fame. Oh, man, he, oh, man, I'm telling you, he's going to be good for you. Man, this joker got to campus. I think he lasted maybe a semester and was out of there. <laughs> like, because it was just real. Like, it was too, it got too real too quick. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the nature of the beast. So I was like, man, don't ever send me nothing like that again, man. Don't do me like that. <laughs> right. been knowing me too long. <laughs> we you had know, that conversation it- before. About yeah. how guys come to school and then and at the end of that night, their first day to camp, they call yep. their moms and dads, and could you come meet me about a light? <laughs> could you yep. come pick me up? <laughs> you to, so when I was at, so it's funny you say that. When I was at Howard Payne, right across the the uh, before you got to, to to the field house, you had to cross over some railroad tracks. 
And so out of the dorm rooms, you should be able to see guys. And we used to be like, man, they catching that midnight train to Georgia. We used to have that song playing. And so we come in the locker room and be like, so the next day we come in the locker room and when we see a guy wouldn't show up, we crank the stereo on, and that's when we play that midnight train. <laughs> you would have it; we'd have it playing in the locker room. Because I'd let you know somebody that walked, somebody took the somebody midnight train, they gone. Yeah, yeah they hit it. Oh. I'll pick it back off that and give y'all a funny story real quick, real short. I didn't have a roommate. Well, I started with roommates, but I didn't have a permanent roommate until my junior season. My freshman year, both semesters, you look up, teammate gone. Sophomore year, guy out there, you yeah. know, practicing hard. We're going to two a day gone so i'm sitting in a dorm room by myself chilling the first two years i'm like this is great i'm playing football i got a room to myself it's amazing and finally you know uh one of my guys jake allen one of them guys you talk about going to the league we became roommates and we stayed there and uh you know he stuck it out but yeah man guys you know you come in you talk about a division three some of these schools that people think are lacking it's talent on every single level and it's definitely at the d3 level for sure correct no doubt no doubt it is a lot of talent, a lot of talent that gets overlooked. Uh, I think, matter sure. of fact, I, I think UMHB had a couple of guys are in the USFL and are either finna, are in the USFL. I think playing ball right now. Like I can believe teams. it. I can believe yeah, it. Teams right now in the USFL, so they balling. Mm-hmm. Man, you said something when you said Mountain Union. When I played for the Browns, that's where we used to actually practice at. On okay. The, yeah. So, so they the facilities and everything. They get people in. They still a lot of athletes. Not still, but you know. No, I get, it. I get it, man. They get dudes. Oh, yeah, they, they, get they get those dudes. They get those like, dudes. Golly. Exactly. This guy yep. right here. And um, matter of fact, uh, this past draft, they had two linemen to get drafted. And exactly. Like, mm-hmm. Yes. Always yeah. have a lineman you want. So, oh, yeah, for sure. I, I'm telling kids now, any kid that's watching who play on the offensive line, because, you know, us big dudes, don't be afraid to go Division three because I'm telling you, if you're good, they're going to find you. Now, if your coaches oh, yeah. and your, your yeah. mom and your parents don't hype you up like you're good, you're going to stay at corner you. That's any corner Correct. you pick. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. Corner you pick. Yeah. <laughs> any exactly. corner you pick. Corner you. <laughs> corner you. We call, it DC, we call it DCU down here. The Crib University. The hey, that's what we call it down here. The Crib University. DCU. That's what we call it. Hey, you know what? If, if you're good enough, they're going to find you no matter what division you are. Correct. Every time. That's true. Really Every, time. Every time. Every time. Exactly. I mean, they do favor the younger guys, so stay young. Yeah. <laughs> but they will find you. That's true. So, Coach, would, would you uh, prefer – I, I noticed. Coach, would you prefer a DB who run a 4-3 who lacks in technique or a DB who run a 4-5, four, 4-6 four, who's great in technique? Which one do you prefer? Good question. I'm, I'm, that's a great question. Uh, I'll tell you this. Who's got the better attitude? Okay. Oh, come down to attitude. <laughs> who's got the better attitude? Because here's the deal. Coachable. If the, if, 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 yeah, who's coachable? Because, if the, because the guy with the technique is probably, you know, I'm, I'm, and I'll tell you what I've got. The guy with the technique is the, is, is, is the one I've had a hard time getting along with because he feels he's already got it. Mm-hmm. And he feels like he can't learn anymore. The guy that doesn't have the technique but runs the four three is the one that's hungry and he wants to learn more. Like coach, how can I get my technique better? What can I do more of? And so it all comes down to who's got the better attitude and who's want, who wants to learn, because that's what you know. And again, you just coach Terry, you 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 didn't hit my soft spot. Now is 
you're running into all of a sudden, you know, we're in this social media world. Y'all know what we're in right now, man. And everybody has a trainer. Everybody is great. Everybody's this is that. And one of the things I look at, um, even when I talk to my buddies who coach at the high school level, I'm like, hey, man, stick to the basics. Like, stick with the basics of what you guys do. Like, don't try to do more with your kids at the end of the day because here's the deal, right? They're not ready for that level just yet. Some of them are not ready for that yet. So if you just give them some good, solid techniques, some good, solid fundamental rules, they're going to be fine in this game, right? Because when I get them, understand something. I'm going to add a little bit more to their tool bag, but not much. Because once you send them to me with the solid fundamentals, all we're going to do now is what what I love to do is we're going to mold it, right? We're going to take that clay Mm -hmm. and we're going to finish molding him out. We're going to mold him out, mold him out, mold him out. Because once he gets to us, like I said, you know, you guys have all played the game. You can mask a lot of different things. So as in high school, he might have been a man-to-man guy. He's going to come to me, and I'm like, hey, man, we're a heavy zone team. So you're probably not going to play a lot of man with us. You're going to play a lot of zone. You're going to be dropping underneath a lot of stuff, probably playing a deep third. That's what you're going to do, and that's all I need you to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I need you to play a little man every once in a while, but for the most part, you're going to be a zone guy, and you're going to be able to kind of use your athleticism and be smart on the field and have field awareness and be great. And so those are things in the day that I tell guys like, you know, be easy with how you with how you with how you coach your kids, especially at the high school level. You know, coach them up to your scheme, but don't try to add too much onto them because then them guys think they know more than us, and then it, it it's, it's a clash of the Titans after that. Right. Good answer. Good answer. Now, now, coach, to piggyback off that, what are you going to do about say one of those kids is is good in school or has a better grade point average than the other kid? Who are you going to go after? Oh, you definitely got to go after the kid with the grade point average. Now, if it's the kid with the, you know, with the, with the attitude, you, you need to have that conversation with him. At that point, we got to have that conversation, right? Because as men, because when I, because I, I was coached up as a, I, I was not coddled in high school. Uh, I was not coddled in middle school, <laughs> even though I, I consider myself to be a good player. I was not coddled. Like I got the same, my, my coach, I tell, and I use this line myself. My coach was an equal opportunity. You know what you were mm-hmm. on the field. Like he chewed <laughs> it like nobody's business. <laughs> so that's, I take that same, that's, I, you know, I, I'm that same guy. And so uh, if it's the guy with the attitude problem, then we're going to sit down and we're going to talk as men and just, I'm going to let him know like, Hey, this is what I need from you. You know, like I'm going to need you to be coachable, man. Like and what I mean by that is this, like, when I'm trying to give you something, I need you to take it in. I need you to utilize it. Don't just revert back to what you know. Like, I need you to do this. Even though it may not work the first time, doesn't mean it's not going to work the 21st time. I need you to continue to work it and work it and work it. Um, I use the old line, like, remember the Titans uh, from Denzel, when he said, it's like Novocaine. Just give it time and it will work. And so I think what we're in, we're in this fast-paced society, guys. Y'all know how it is, where if something don't work the first time, everybody's willing to scrap it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, get out. I don't want to run that defense because it don't. I mean, coach don't know what he's doing, man. You know, blah blah. But it's like, he, like I, I look at it as guys have not forgotten how to coach. Like that, you just you can't tell me that dudes have forgotten how to coach. Like you can't you can't tell me that that they've forgotten how to do it. They just got. I just need players. When we talk about buying in, I need guys to just say, "Hey, listen, it's gonna just believe in what's going on, fellas. If we put you in it, I'm putting you in it for a reason." Because I don't want to get embarrassed. So I'm putting you in this for a reason. Believe me. Because I don't want to embarrass myself nor you. 
No, for right. sure, for sure. So I'll go ahead and jump into my favorite question right now. And for me, it's oh, going to yeah. hit, or I guess it'll hit home a little bit for you. Uh, I love to ask coaches right now about a couple different things, NIL and the transfer portal. I want to jump into the NIL first because yeah. you're down there in Texas, and correct me if I'm wrong, and you're closer to it, and I want to know for sure. But I saw a post saying that Texas is looking to do NIL for high school students or high school yep. athletes. They're talking, about vote. They're talking about yeah. voting on that in January 2023. Yes. So, is that, you know, is that a serious conversation? That is it a very is. serious Me and my son moving up there. It's very serious. serious. It's very serious, serious conversation. Yes. So, you know, I got, I got a what? six about to be seven-year-old. It's nice-sized kid, man. Hey, <laughs> take, take your old dad sooner than later. But no, <laughs> seriously, though, Coach, tell me how you feel about the NIL, especially on the college Yo. level. And then with you having that difference coming into the high school level, just talk, talk about that. Give me your uh, feelings on that, and then we'll jump into the portal at the end. I, so here's my so I'll tell you this. I like the NIL for the college guys. Now, the one thing I will say, I do agree with Dion on this one when I don't think my players should be making more money than me. Because at that point, like we got now at that point, now we're talking a whole different situation there. It's like I don't mind the guys making some money. You know what I'm saying? I think if they're going to do it the right way, whatever that looks like, because I mean, we all know what it, at the end of the day, we're, we're, we're not fools. We all know about them brown bag specials, yeah. you know. And, you know, we all know about those Manila envelopes and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. We we've all heard the those stories. Correct the handshake, <laughs> exactly. We're all aware of those things. And my my thing is this, uh, I, and I love to use this one, for example. If I'm Johnny Manziel, right? Prime example. We all saw what Johnny Manziel did and how he turned A and M football on its head when he was there those two two years, mm-hmm. and what it did for A and M. A and M is still reaping the benefits of his of his right success now. till this day. Right now, like he made that school mm-hmm. over a quarter of a billion dollars, mm. but just him alone uh, with jerseys, ticket sales. Um, it was crazy. I read a story on him <laughs> during his two years there. There was not mm. a football game that AM didn't go to that was not sold out. Every game they went to was sold out, all because everybody wanted to see him. Yep. It wasn't even just, oh, we want to see AM. I want to see what Johnny Menzel is going to do next. And so I'm definitely in it for the players in that situation. As far as the high school goes, I knew this was going to happen. I don't know if you guys are aware of the young man in Texas right now, Quinn Ewers. He was a quarterback at yeah. South Lake Carroll mm-hmm. High School. He was he went to Ohio State last year. He sat behind C.J. Stroud. Now he's at Texas. Uh, he was the first kid to get an NIL in high school. He got a million-dollar NIL deal with, with some, I think it was like a surf company or surf something oh, like to do like that. their – yeah, like the, the, to do like shorts or surfboards or something like that with the company. Um, and so he make a long story short, he ends up leaving high school early, graduates, leaves high school early so he can cash in on his deal. I knew that was coming at some point because I was like the minute uh, the kid who just went to, he's down here in Austin, Westlake, I don't know, Kay Klublik, who's going to Clemson. They literally just did the numbers on him and said he would have made in high school, he would have made over $200,000 as a high school. Like that's what he would have generated as a high school athlete Ooh. at Westlake. He won three state championships, three in a row was a three year starter there at Westlake. He's going to Clemson five-star quarterback, so forth and so on. Now I don't mind if you give a high school kid an NIL, I would like that to be after they graduate. To me, I feel like that money shouldn't be generated while he's in high school. 
Right. Because now we're talking about a whole different ball of wax. Right. Now listen to and, the teachers a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah that, that that that's a whole nother deal. Now, what I will say is this: I don't know how it's going to work because now you're going to have a situation where you're going to really have the have and the have nots down here in the Texas, man. Because you look at, for instance, you look at the inner city schools. How are they going to compete with the schools, you know, in the burbs? So how do I compete with Allen if I'm in Dallas ISD mm. and I got an NIL and I'm in Allen now. So now you're talking about the best kids going to Allen and I'm just using Allen because they're a one horse town. Or if you go to Lucas Lovejoy, another <laughs> one horse town down the road, you know, like these are affluent, affluent families who are, who are lawyers, they're dentists, they're doctors, they're, mm-hmm. they're they own dealerships. So now they can come in and say, well, Hey, we can get your son blah blah, And when he leaves Allen high school, He'll have 250 in the bank. Mm. You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if they should get paid during the season. I would say put that in a trust and let that be their college money when they go on. I, I like you know, that. that's kind of the way I see that. I like that. I, then, I think that goes with we had we were having a conversation a couple of weeks ago with this with a college coach and we were talking about when there should be some type of guidance yeah. with, mm-hmm. with with it. You know, don't just give an eighteen year old money and say, Here Correct. you go, here's your even two hundred and fifty thousand, you know, even a hundred thousand at eighteen years old, you, mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of money for a kid at that age. And I know you know as much as as the rest of us do. We ain't spending that, or <laughs> we ain't saving it, or spending it on something that's useful. We Correct. going down the street, yeah, high right. it at the liquor store. Yeah. It where, no, where I'm going to get a hundred thousand ones. I do it. Yeah, yeah, that, that one right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, that yeah. was my other thing. You got to go to the liquor store first. But, yeah, know, like, I got to get the grill. Yeah, I, I need to places and spending it where they shouldn't because there's Correct. no guidance. Because, you know, Correct. Or you would hope that the parents are going to guide them. But some of the right. times, some of the times the athlete doesn't have the parent to guide them right. in the right direction. Right. No, that's Man. a great point. Correct. So you just too. hit something big with that, that, that trust. Yeah. Like, I never thought of it like that, but if you put that money in the trust and you let that be their college fund or they hold on to that trust mm-hmm. to be, you know, 25 or 26 years old when they really need that money, you know, and they stuck yeah. in a hard place in life. You know, that 25, 26 era, that's where you're really trying to figure out life out the football, life mm-hmm. out Correct. of, you know, hardship, life out the, mm-hmm. you know, different elements that happen in life. So that trust, it'll, it'll go a long way. It'll, so correct. That's, I'm with yeah. you on that. Yeah, put it in the trust, man. I mean, do that. That's what I would say. Yeah, that's that's definitely smart. I like what Coach David said when you talk about not being able to lean on the parents as much in certain communities because, let's face it, you know, I don't know who all has kids who doesn't, but one thing I learned about being a parent, you know, for the first time six years ago, everything that you've been taught to a certain degree gets thrown out the window, and you have to practice and figure it out every (laughs) single day what works for you. Correct. So if I'm coming from a family who's never seen – 100000 at one time, 250000 all this money at one time. What can I tell a kid? Now that right. kid is going to think he's the man of the house or she's running things, and yeah. now you're talking about somebody running amok. So, no, nah, I definitely agree with Coach Davis, Coach Jones. You know, we either put it in a trust or just find a group to help the kids, you know, not even on just the high school but the college level as well to Correct. start guiding them. Then I think, you know, they might be on to something to really help some people out. Who definitely deserve to get paid some type of no you know money in the long run, but it has to be guided some kind of way. So, oh yeah, for you, sure. No with, with that being said, can you even give under the age of eighteen without a parent's consent money? 
Like, do they even I, get that? Do, you know, you go into that they, whole thing too. They can work at sixteen, right? They can go to they work. Can yeah, work. They can work at sixteen. Can you yeah. receive, like, should there be like a threshold? Like, if it's under the age yeah. of eighteen, you know, maybe that it automatically goes in that trust fund. Maybe Texas well, right. do something like that, where if you right. are going to give them that, you know, they have some restrictions on it. So you're not giving right. even a high school kid. I mean, never mind a college kid's a hundred thousand dollars. A high school kid? Yeah. No, I, I, I'll, I'll, do, I, I'll do you one, coach. Like you said, play devil's advocate because I look at it like this: Can they give it to them? I think they can. Should they? That's another question. But we give sure. kids, you know, hundreds of thousand dollars every single semester, every single school year, in 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 fast and college loans. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. super predatory lending. I don't care what anybody says. Yep. We want kids yeah, to go right. to college. But Correct. we, I'm pretty sure we all know if it's not us, people that are looking back like, man, I don't know if I should have got those student loans. Right, man. <laughs> you know? Right, right. We, we all know at least one somebody that's right. like, man, that it, it didn't add up. It didn't work out in my favor. So, you know, do I think they can? Yeah, they can definitely do it because they're already doing it to a certain degree, whether it's not, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, the athletes, but your everyday students who are out here getting financial aid. And some of them get scholarships. That's great. But we're already setting it up to put students in a position to be in debt coming out. So yeah, I think they can. The question is, should they, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. Before we get into the portal coach, I'll ask you this one. And this is for everybody. I'm not going to touch on it because just how I feel personally. I don't want to go to, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but I ask you guys and you know, with most of you guys being coaches, I don't want you to say more than you want to or more than you have to. Coach Saban and his comments. How we feeling? What we thinking? Since we know. Yeah, I'll speak to it. If Coach Jones don't want to speak to it, I'll speak to it. Yeah, no, he was out of line. I'm gonna wait till you finish. No, no, no. I I feel like he was out of line. I feel like he was out of line, man. Like I think that's the pot called in the kettle black. Like you can't you can't you can't do that. Uh we all know what it is in the day, and I think I'll 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 piggyback. So I'll piggyback off Shannon Sharp on this one. You telling me that you had kids coming from California, you got kids coming from Arizona, and they want to come to the country of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Like, man, stop playing with me. Like, really, you know what I'm saying? I'm coming from Miami, Florida to go to Alabama. I'm Oh, yeah, because they got all the, the great academics in Alabama, man, and I'm going to do this. Like, I understand something. Derrick Henry just didn't arrive. Like, he was – Derrick Henry's from Florida. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry just didn't go to Alabama. Like it was, we we know what the deal is at the end of the day. And so I felt like for him to call out. Now the thing was, he could have made his comments. And you know, hey, you know, I, you know, schools are buying guys. Or he could have said something yeah. else, but to just hit like that, just like hit Texas A and M, and then hit Dion like that, I was like, whoa, Nick. Yeah. Now you're yeah. giving it to a whole nother <laughs> ball of wax, man. Because I, I've. I, so I'll give you this backstory. So one of my mentors, a guy by the name of Steve Braggs, he actually played in Cleveland for the Browns. Guess who was his DB coach? Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Because that's when Bill Belichick was there. Belichick and Saban. Saban was on that staff when he took over the Browns. And I've heard some stories, like some real live stories, man, from coach from my man Coach Braggs. But I've also he's also talked to other people that he's put me in touch with that have also given me stories about Nick Saban. And I'm just like, Oh, I didn't know he was like that. And they like, yeah, that's him. Like, don't let that fool you. Like, this is what it is. So for me personally, I felt like he could have said whatever he wanted to say, but now 
I think what it, I'm gonna say it like anybody else. I think between him and Dabo Sweeney, they realize they're not at the top of the mountain no more. Yeah. And that that parity, like they say, like oh, we need parity in college football. Well, it's coming in the form of this NIL because in Texas we can, you know, this is what it is. In Georgia, this is what it is. In you know USC, this is what it is. It's coming. So our boosters got bigger pockets than yours. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Man, you just said a lot right there. Yeah, you, Man, got, right. you got me thinking too. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just like, but hey, Nick Saban, man, he come down here in uh, Orlando and recruit a lot, man. I was at uh, a high school. I told you, my son. Anyway, this man pull up in the helicopter, lands <laughs> oh, on yeah. the field. I'm like, oh man, this Hollywood for real. This is different. Hmm. But you know, like you said, those big pockets, man. You can't compete with that. Little Alabama got you know a few billionaires, but you talking about Texas. Oil country, man. The great state. That's the oil country. Come on. Come on. I mean, let's let's, let's just be real. Look at USC. Like, look at what USC is doing, man. Man. They just got the kid out of Pittsburgh who just transferred Mm -hmm. over there. Caleb Williams is there. I mean, they got kids flipping their recruits, flipping their commitments left and right out there at SC right now. Big pockets. from from talking to – so I got a good friend of mine who's at Arizona State right now, DB coach Arizona State, Aaron Fletcher. Uh, And he and I have talked. And man, like USC right now, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a problem out there. At USC, it's be a man. that alumni out there is getting ripped. They like what we can yeah. oh we can oh man, it's getting nuts yeah. out there in Cali, man. It's nuts. Hey, man, and this man, is not agree with everybody. And you know, stars. I agree with everybody as far as you know. We know what Nick said was wrong, but there's a reason why he did it. And Nick, being Nick, he's a smart guy. He's really calling out his boosters. Correct. Hey, you know, right. we can't compete with Correct. Correct. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. You know, we can't compete yeah. with yeah. those guys. Tell them, hey, you know, doing? hey, we need more money. Basically, that's what he's saying. He, just come, he ain't come out and just say it, but that's what yeah. he's calling his own people within their own um, program. Hey, we need okay. more money to get this thing going. You want this trend to keep rolling? You want to keep winning? We need more money. We need to keep up with Texas. Texas and them and those teams. And don't remember, Oklahoma and those teams, they're coming into the NCC also, too. So we got to compete with those guys. Yep, exactly. Correct. Coach Davis, you going to touch on it? I mean, I was going to say, I was going to touch upon the other side about not necessarily (laughs) always, right? Because I'm going to play devil's advocate again. Right? (laughs) But was what Jimbo did, right? Does he have do, – is it is it too – we always try to teach the kids, right? We're talking about doing the right and the wrong thing, right? Two wrongs don't always make the right. Did Jimbo do the right thing of basically calling him back out? Or should have Jimbo just gone away, win some football games, and move on? I think Nick got off kind of light because I thought Jimbo was going to – I mean, he basically <laughs> said there were skeletons without saying it. Right. He did. But you know what I mean? Like, should should Jimbo have just said it like a couple words and been like, you know, whatever Nick wants to say, he's going to say, and let let the pads do the talking, as we say, right? You know what I mean? But Nick had been throwing right. a lot right. of shade, no, no, man, I, I, for a long time now. What's that? I said yeah. Nick been throwing a lot of shade here and there a lot of, for a long time. Oh, uh, about Texas and that, about that all time was kicking in. <laughs> do I? Yeah, I think, I, think, I think he did. I think he did the right thing because he put him in his place and said, "Listen, 
you're not king of NCAA football. So I think he did do the right thing and say, listen, man, since since you want to talk now, I got something to say, too. You're not the king of NCAA football. Everybody else can say something, too. You know, and it, and it made Nick go back. He had to go back and say, all right, I apologize. You know, so I think he did the right thing. I otherwise, apologize. otherwise, that apology wouldn't have came, and that would have gave Nick even more fuel, and he would have went. He would have kept talking. Instead, he had to hold back. He said, "All right, let me let me calm down." You know, and right, I'm, right, no doubt. I mean, I'm gonna say this, Coach. I agree I'm, with you, Chris. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm on your side. I'm just playing the other side of like, how do we take? Yeah, it? yeah, right. I'm gonna oh, say yeah, this. No, I get it. And we live in an era where social media, you can put your opinion out there and, you know, nothing ever happened. Well, Back right. in my day when I was in high school, if you said something, it wasn't no social media. You got popped in your mouth for whatever you said. So now everybody out here free and wild, they can say and do whatever. But I'm just saying on the local level, not that big money level that, you know, saving the God of football is on. No, I'm just <laughs> Man. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was nuts. I thought well, I, and I also thought too. I, I will say this: that's been one of the biggest things down here. So not only has A and M taken a hit from Alabama, but see UT, of course, has thrown their shade at A and M also. Mm-hmm. And so you got that whole rivalry going on there. Uh, still, even though they haven't played each other in God knows how long, man, I hate the fact that A and M and UT haven't played each other. Like that's the worst. Like growing up as a kid in Texas. Like, you look forward to two football games a year, and that's the UT-Oklahoma game and then the A&M, and then, of course, UT game during Thanksgiving weekend. Like, those are, like, the, the games you look forward to. And so, like, that's also been, like, Jimbo's having to also d- defend that from that side of it because UT has been throwing some shade in there uh, as well. It's like, well, man, you know, you know they're down there cheating in Aggie land, blah, blah. But it's like, nah, the Aggies like, man, we just – we've won more than y'all. We've done this, done that. And we're just better than y'all right now. But the fact when he, I think where I, and I kind of get Jimbo when he, when he said, we haven't bought anybody. They're saying that we bought our guys. And I think that was the key word, man. Mm -hmm. When Nick used the word bought, they bought every player on their team. And it's like, whoa. So what you're saying is we went out and we just, blah, blah. (laughs) But that wasn't the case. We didn't just, you know, so uh, I, I think Jimbo did it right. Because in response, like, man, we ain't bought, we, we didn't buy anybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody who came in here got their own deals. They negotiate their own stuff. They We recruited them, but that wasn't what, no, that wasn't the case. We didn't buy anybody. So I just, I don't know. I think he did it right to me. For me, my only thing, uh, I'll say two things and we'll move on. Uh, being somebody from Mississippi, I have a special disdain for the state of Alabama and everything in it. So I was very happy to see Nick Saban get what uh, he had coming to him after making those comments. <laughs> um, and I've always lived by the motto, you can't tell somebody how to react. So if Nick Saban right. is going to get loud and he's going to put names on stuff like that, uh, when Coach Coach Fisher and Coach Coach Prime came out and responded the way they did, I have no problem with the way they responded. Uh, but I agree, Coach Davis, we got to be able to look ourselves in the mirror and say, hey, if we're going to coach and teach and tell these kids to live a certain way, we've got to be able to check ourselves too. But uh just the Mississippi in me won't uh it won't let me feel any kind of way as in regards to Nick Saban and what happened to him. So uh we'll move on from that. But uh let's let's get into the portal, coach. Uh are you guys let's do it. are you guys jumping into the portal? You you're recruiting heavily from high school because we get a lot of these kids, like you said, we, we live in this social media age and it's man, I'm overlooked. Nobody's giving me a chance. They only go into the portal. 
But time and time again, we have coaches saying either, yeah, we go into the portal somewhat, or B, we're strictly going after high school mm-hmm. kids because now they're more available. What are you guys looking for right now? We are B, man. We're strictly going after high school kids. Um, I think we've gone in the portal maybe after maybe one or two kids, like since the portal was, was you know, since it got really hot. Um we don't go after too many kids in the portal because we're like a lot of those kids in the portal are looking for something bigger than us anyway. So a lot of them are not looking to come to a division three non-scholarship school. They're not really trying to hear it. You know, every once in a while they'll talk to us, but for the most part, we're looking truly for high school kids because they're mostly available like that. Now I got to tell people, uh, and it was funny. I don't even mean to make light of this. COVID was the best thing that ever happened to us as a, as a division three program. COVID was the best thing that ever happened to us. And not meaning from, uh, and not and not trying to like I said make light of that you know that the whole pandemic. But from a football standpoint, with kids not really getting a chance to play out their seasons, with with having limited film and things that, and then with the big schools, the JUCOs, the D twos, FCS schools, with those guys having to really be very even be more selective. But then also too with guys getting that extra year of eligibility. So that's what did a lot of guys in with the COVID year was. You had FBS, FCS, Division II, like everybody got that fifth year. So if you were already red-shirting guys already, well then now they got a, they got basically two more years to play football for you. Yeah. They're gonna get six, they're gonna get five, six years in there to play. So now I don't have to go out and recruit this many kids over here. I don't have to go out and do this. Um and so now it now the opportunities are now limited for those kids coming out of high school. Like unless you're a dude you're probably not going to get what you think you should get. And, but again, right. Like what I tell a lot of guys is this, is that do you want to play football or not? Like, which one is it? Because yeah, I get it. You want to go to West Texas A&M or you want to go to San Angelo state, or you want to go to Mississippi college, or, you know, you want to go to somewhere else. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. You're getting a couple of smaller offers from schools over here, a few division threes, a few NAIAs. So what do you want to do? Do you want to go to Kentucky Westland? You want to go to Southwestern? You still going to play football. Like, so what do you want to do? Or do you want to go, you know, as most guys do now, which is unfortunate. And I don't, I'm, and I'm going to say this and I'm putting my opinion. I don't like the whole preferred walk on deal that kids get. I think that is such the the biggest joke. I think that's the biggest joke out there. Uh, And they, and I hate when kids post those, Oh, got a PWO to blah blah. That was, like, like, that was like a slap in the face, man. Correct. Like, correct. <laughs> and 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 now and it's like now you got guys like taking the preferred walk-ons, the PWOs, and I'm like, so you're gonna go pay to play at such and such, but you wouldn't come pay to play. You you're gonna go like well, you make it make sense. Yeah, go, like, you're gonna go pay to be yeah. a crash dummy at practice. Correct. <laughs> correct. I'm like crash dummy. I'm like crash. That's it. Exactly. You are going to be a <laughs> You are going to be holding the starter's helmet and walking. Man, that's, it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. And get a scholarship your senior year. Football team in Alabama. Yeah. Man, this is, is this. I, I love You're the saying. Moody. I love the saying. You know, people people going to tell you who you who they are the first time, right? I like that yep. saying. No, and these young men need to realize. Colleges are going to tell you who you are the first time. <laughs> so if you, got, if you got 20 NAIA schools giving you offers, listen, 
you're an NIA player. Like, you're an NIA player. Like, you know, if you got 20 D3 schools saying, hey, we want you, you're a D3 player, man. So they take the best opportunity possible, you know, take Mm -hmm. the best package you can get and go Mm -hmm. ball out. You know what I mean? And and do do what you got to do there. You know, and that, I mean, that's what they just need to realize for all you guys out there listening. I literally, yeah. I literally know one guy in in my thirty six years of living, um, and then you know how many years playing or whatever. One guy, yeah, I'm kind of you know, getting on up there, man. I still feel young, feel young, but I know one guy, uh, Philip Pocket. He's a phenomenal uh, high school coach now, but we played together at MC. He came from Navy, so he was a D one guy. Some kind of way ended up at MC. Didn't work out for him. He got the PWO. He ended up at LSU when Saban was there. Worked his butt off, got active, won a ring. He's the only guy I know. And I'm talking about he was an athlete. Pig was about 6'2", 230, 240, playing running back, fullback. He was legit. You know, he wasn't out there. He didn't get any yards, any carries, anything like that. But he was on the team, maybe did some special team stuff. So knowing one guy out of hundreds – that have done it, that I know personally that have yeah. done it, it's, it's just a crazy situation to put yourself in, man, when you got right. schools out there that really want you and you have a chance to play and be seen. It's crazy. And, Kev, right. I, like, I like that you said that because, listen, we're not saying that you can't work your way right. into the, somebody's system on a Division mm-hmm. One level, if, you know, if that's where you want to go. We're not killing dreams, you know, right. hey, better right. yourself. But what we're saying is, you know, take the opportunity that's in front of you at the time being – and, and figure things out on the way. You know, you might not be ready at that time. You know, right now you're a Division three player. You don't have the, the two more inches that you need. You don't have the right. 20 more pounds that you need. Go and ball out at that D3 school, and you might love it and say, you know, I'm staying here. They're showing me love. You might say, you know what, I want to move on. And you might go yeah. ball out somewhere else. But what we're saying is take the opportunity. You know, don't pass up on opportunity. You know, Southwest, okay. you know, it's – is an opportunity. Go ball out and play there, and you might end up loving it. You might be like, man, this is where I want – you might meet your, your future wife there. Well, yeah, you correct. Know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, there it is. Exactly. Hey, chill. Is. I, got, I got this kid on my team. He is a, a force to be reckoned with. Like, nobody can block him throughout the whole year, and we play a lot of competition down here. But, you know, his statistics, like, he, he's a defensive end, but he's only 5'8", five, 5'9". And you know, around two hundred and twenty pounds, but he's he's a he's hell coming off that edge. His first step is fast. He got all kind of moves. He's strong. I mean, this guy, he can do anything. But you know, he he understand with me talking to him. But before I got to him, all he was like, "Oh, I'm going D one. I'm going. No, you're not going D one. <laughs> right. But you know, you you're gonna love dominating people who are going D one. So long as you get all that right. opportunity." The, you know, oh, yeah, he, he made it to the lead. I used to trash him in high school. Don't nobody believe Correct. me. Pull out the huddle film. There <laughs> it is, exactly. Pull out that film. Like, it, it's going to speak. And no, it's like, exactly. I, I agree with that. And it's like we were talking about at the top, man. you got so many of these guys. Now it's becoming more and more common every year in the draft. The D3 guys, the D2, the D2 guys, the small school guys, they're not just getting the undrafted free agent looks. They're getting drafted. And it's Draft, getting higher right. and higher. You're talking about fourth-round picks, third-round picks. So it's getting to that point where now I don't think it's ever going to be even. But who's to say in five to ten years we don't see a first-rounder that came from a very small school, D3 or D2? Yeah. 
So now you're going to these D3s with legitimate shots to not, you know, maybe you don't get to the NFL. The CFL is right there. Arena League is getting stronger and stronger. Uh, Now we got the USFL. You got the XFL coming back. So there's going to be so many spots that need to be filled. And you can go and play and get paid to play football, you know. So it's the opportunity is there, man. Uh, I like what you guys are saying. Guys just have to realize that opportunity that's in front of them and take it. Yeah, right. no, nah, no doubt. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, you know, one of the biggest things that we deal with down here, of course, uh, with the state being so large as it is, is that you run into a lot of guys who, um, well, who are you talking to? Oh, well, I'm talking to, you know, Stephen F. Austin. I'm talking to Sam Houston State. I'm talking to this school. Okay, have you been offered bond? No, nah, I ain't been offered bond. <laughs> All right, so so what's going on? Like, are you like, what's the deal? Well, I mean, I, well, they told me they were gonna come offer me, but we'll see what happens. But right now, I ain't nothing going on. And it's like, well, what are we doing there, man? Like, is that like, let me know what we're doing so I know what to do, so I know what to do going forward, how to handle this, how to handle this because it's like they haven't offered you anything. And again, no no shade at these schools. I'm just using them as an example. They haven't offered you anything, but you're you're like it's like come on, man. Like, do you understand what's going on right now? Like, you just kind of went to a camp and they they let you put the jersey. You know, again, every kid that goes and put the jersey on the helmet, I don't swear that that that's the school that's offering them. And I'm like, <laughs> they let look, man. They, they, they let, let me everybody. do that. Everybody get to do that. I went to Baylor one time, man. Just as hey. I, I, I was coaching a high school, and they had the helmets out, and I remember talking to uh. One of the kids that had played at the high school I was coaching at, he had just graduated and was it was a freshman there at Baylor. And I was like, hey man, and I, I knew so I knew Kendall Bryles from when he was in high school and when he played at University of Texas. It's when Art Bryles was there at, at Baylor. And so I'm talking to Kendall, he and I chopping it up, kicking it. And I'm like, man, I'm gonna go in the locker room, man. And so I get a chance to go to the locker room. And I'm like, give me some, I need some gear, bro. I'm gonna gear it up real quick. And I mean, I put a jersey. I mean, I'm a coach, and they let me put the jersey on. So you know they're going to let you do it. Oh, <laughs> you know, they let me do it. But oh. see, it, it, this I don't know how to say this without being negative about it or someone taking it negatively. Kids Man, you can in say this the sky is blue, they're going to be mad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Kids in this generation – think that when a coach is telling them the honest truth or being front mm-hmm. with them or blunt about things, they take it as you're putting them down and it's a negative thing. And when you're right. just trying to give them a reality right. check without a slap in the face where they do try to go for a PWO and say, oh, I'm a Alabama on a PWO. It's like <laughs> you have an opportunity to go play Division Two, Division Three where you're actually going to see the field and the opportunity is there. That's what you are as a player. If you really love the game and you want to play, take the opportunity that's in front of you. Totally agree. And I'll, I'll take it to this level with it, with the way that the portal is set up now. If you really feel in your heart and soul, you that guy and you deserve to be somewhere else, take your D3, take your D2, because they all looking in the portal. Go to JUCO, go to NAI, wherever you're going to go. Kill it, prove that you're that guy, hop in the portal and go get taken by that school you're supposed to be at. You know? But you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. It's not the end of the road, Adam. Got to. Sure. Definitely not the yeah, end. Yeah, no I'll doubt. Tell you what, when I went. Because who, who... Go ahead, Coach. 
What you got? Go ahead, Junior. Go ahead, Junior. No, I was saying it's not the end of the road, man. You know, because coming from high school from Miami, you know, I I mean, I graduated in Miami, man. I had absolutely no offers. You know, I took the long route and I went to a JUCO um, down in California, and I ended up here in Troy University in Alabama, and played in Canada for a few months um, for for a season. And like I told you, tell these young guys, man, there's other routes. You know, now when I graduated, I didn't know about D D two, D three, all these other leagues. All I know about is Florida, Florida State, and Miami. That's it. You know, um, so yeah, you have different there you go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You have different options now. So it's not the end of the road, man. Just man. Like, it might take you a little longer, but like, you know, like Cav said, man, right now, these D three, D two, those guys are getting drafted now. So you have a lot of more opportunities than I did back then in two thousand. So just take full advantage of it, man. Just hey, just grind. You work hard. If you're good enough, they'll find you. That's yeah, true. Yeah. I, I wish we had the internet when we were, you know, coming through. Because right. I didn't know about many schools <laughs> coming out of Memphis either. I just oh, knew I University of Memphis, Ole out. Miss, and Tennessee. <laughs> there you go. Oh, out tapes. <laughs> hey, right. hey, we had the VHS tapes. Melanin yeah. VHS tapes. <laughs> VHS tapes. Hoping they watch exactly. it. Oh they no, probably, let me yeah. tell you. Let me tell you this. I drove to South Carolina by myself in high school. Um coach uh what's what's coach? Lou Holtz was the coach. And I, we get there and I got my VHS tape. We, we put it in. I only got one copy of this game. I, I made like, you know, 15 tackles. I thought I did good. Put the tape in. You know, we just watching it. He pulled the tape out after the first play, ripped the screen, ripped the uh the the threads out of the tape and threw it in the trash. And I'm like, and I had to keep a straight face the full time. Like, oh no, I ain't got another copy of that. <laughs> I ain't got another copy. Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, oh they were honest with us back then. I appreciate it. I mean, yep, exactly. <laughs> built that character. We used to yeah, they could pull out that DVD and throw it across the room. <laughs> well, it didn't work the next day. And the coach was it's like, why are you just waiting? Scratch up the whole backside. <laughs> you can't do that no more. It's all on film, on huddle, and everything else. Right. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So, Coach, who, yeah. who's a, what's a DB? What's a DB that you would have loved to coach that's, that's currently in the NFL or just went to the NFL? Like, or a player, any player. Man, I tell you, the, the guy I would love to coach, man, is the the, the kid. Uh, he just got drafted to my Texans, man, Derek Stingley. Okay. Uh, that dude mm-hmm. there is, he, he's the dude. Uh, I would love to have coached him. Uh, would love to coach him now. Like, I watched him. I followed him when he was in high school. Uh, I followed him, of course, when he was in college. You know, you, you talk about a, a real live corner. I mean, that dude walked in there in the SEC as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Started at LSU, mm-hmm. like that just don't happen. Right. Um, that just don't happen. Uh, I'll tell you another guy, man. I like Joe Hayden in his prime. I like Joe Hayden uh, coming out when he went to uh, when he was with the Browns. Um, really like Joe Hayden a whole lot. So those are two guys I would definitely like would love to work with if I had the chance to. Nice, nice. So the the, the two corners this year, you had your guy Stingley, you had Sauce Gardner. I think they play a little bit different. To I'm 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 with you. I take Stingley not just as an LSU fan, but complete package yeah. um, against the highest competition. What do you think separates those two guys when you look at them? 
you know, I think Sauce, man, here's my deal with Sauce. And and what I like, because I had to go back and kind of rewatch him a little bit. He's a lot more, he's a lot faster than what everybody thinks. And he has really good range. Like, man, he's very deceptive. If you really look at his game, man, the guy is just so long and he makes things look so effortless with his play. And so, because I mean, but that, but he's that good. Um, I think, depending on the situation, because I believe he went to the Jets, correct? The Jets yep. picked him up. Yeah. Depending on what Salah, depending on what Salah does with him, I think he could really. I think he could be a Richard Sherman type. Not okay. saying he's going to be Richard Sherman, but I feel like he could be a Richard Sherman type corner, where he's long. You could put him in some cover three type stuff. Put him in some man to man and kind of mix his game up a little bit. Uh, and keep teams guessing about what he's doing, just because he is so sneaky, deceptive. But he is—he does a—he has a high football IQ. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he finds a football man and does a really good job there. Now, I think with Stingley, this is just me personally. Stingley's my guy that I can move around, so he's my Jalen Ramsey. So okay. if I want to put Stingley on the best receiver on the field, I can do that. If I want to move him to the slot, I can do that too. There's a lot of things I feel I can do with Stingley that I can't do with Sauce. Okay. That's, I think, where they differ. I think Sauce is strictly going to be an outside guy. I don't think you can move to me. That, now, again, I'm not saying he he hadn't done it, or he probably or he or he won't or he will not do it. Uh, but I think that slot is so important when you can take a guy and move him from outside to inside, man, and still not lose nothing and not really have to cover him up. I think that's a that's a special dude, man. A la Jay, a la Ramsey with the Rams. Jalen Ramsey's that dude. Like you can mm-hmm. move him inside to the slot and he'd be your nickel. And it's like, all right, here we go. And we ain't got to cover him up. So I think that's the difference between those two guys, personally. Gotcha, gotcha, man. Uh, great answer. I think both of those guys, amazingly talented. Both of them had NFL talent, you know, on the opposite side of them. So for them to be able to differentiate themselves and be those high, high draft picks, man, I'm looking forward to watching both of those guys in the league. Correct. Same, so. same. Just about time to get up out of here, man. Chris, I know you got your your, your famous or infamous question. Question and then, <laughs> and then uh, I'll uh, I'll throw two things in at the end that are a little bit more serious with everything that's going on, and we'll call it a night. But uh, throw it over to Chris, man. This <laughs> is the toughest question of all, man. Everybody struggles with this question, Coach. I got to ask you, man. Is it serious now? If you was a fruit, <laughs> which fruit would you be? <laughs> man, if I was a fruit, which fruit would I be? Man, I you know what? First thing come to mind, I'm gonna be an orange. Um, because I'm gonna give you some vitamin C. I, I help people get better. Um, I, I'm also acidic. I'm also very acidic. So it means when you eat me, it's good for you and help you help you with your digestion. Um and all that good stuff, man. And uh the thing is, being an orange man, everybody like oranges. I, I ain't really heard nobody ever say I don't like no orange. But everybody like orange juice or something. Orange chicken. You like something orange. <laughs> There you go, David. I'll be an orange. Thank you, Coach Jones. Let's go. So we ask everybody this question, and week in and week out, we get people that just like give her i want to be this fruit and every week i'm like can someone give something with benefit of why they're a fruit and you just did yeah, it. yeah man you know it's, it's, it's health reasons behind like i said the, the vitamin c alone so check it out 
what happened when everybody gets sick? The first thing that happened when everybody gets sick, I need some oil. I need some vitamin C. I need some oil. I'm like, you gotta hydrate. Yeah, you gotta hydrate. And the thing is, there you go. And I gotta tell people, you know, with an orange. You ain't never going out of style. Everybody going to need you because when you go to track me, you go to track me when you say, you get some orange slices. Hey, we have them in, hey, we have them in our football game. Orange yeah, slices. Exactly. Orange slices. There you go. Get some orange slices. You'll be all right. So man. there it is. So I'll be an orange, man. Good one. Good one. Good I love one. it. All right. So before we get out of here, man, I, I, I always got to tip my hat to Chris, man. Oh, amazing guy. Guy I've known a long time. Um, and he's a multifaceted guy. You know, we talk about the fruits and all the different benefits of these fruits, but he's a real life guy that's that's really doing a lot, man. I just want to, you know, give you a minute to give yourself a little shine, man. You got your book out. Talk to us about it. You know, give us a quick little rundown oh, of yeah. where people can find it. Talk about it. Yeah, the athlete that never was, man. It, it's just that the athlete that never was. Everybody knows that guy. That guy that was a superstar could have made it. Should have made it. You know, uh, you got to read the book to find out what's going on right now is the Kindle edition is out soon. The paperback and hard cover will be out on Amazon. Um, it's just about a kid who, who going through it. You know, uh, every coach and player can relate to this book. Everybody's met a kid like this. Every kid, you know, had a coach like this. Um, and it just shows the perception uh, to the fans of what's really going on behind the scenes. Hey, you yelling at the coach, you yelling at the kid, this and this and that. But you don't know what's going on five days out the week, you know. So mm-hmm. it's just giving a little bit, you know, of, of, of insight to you know the life that that's happening. You know, the series. So um, you, you'll get to see a lot of different things within the series, man. So uh, we, I'm excited about it. It took me a long time to figure out what I wanted to do. <laughs> finally, finally got it. About eight years. <laughs> that's what's up. Good deal. Good you deal. Know, but finally figured it out, man. And like the direction is going in. My uh, my coat. My co-author Zane Rowland uh, helped me write the book, man. Um, and we spent a lot of late nights going back and forth on how we're gonna do this thing. So, uh, shout out to him, man. Hey, go get the book, check it out. For sure, man. Let's Much respect it. to both of you guys, man. Congrats on that. Uh, a little bit, a little bit more serious note before we get out of here, man. We talked about Texas <laughs> a lot. Of course, we all know about the events that's happened uh, yesterday, and just we want to take a little bit of time, man. Give our condolences, our heartfelt prayers to all those families and people down there in Uvalde. Uh, company I work for, we have a, a training facility down there. So it's actually a place I've been a couple of times. It's a small, you know, blue collar town, uh, very close knit. So, you know, it seems like we go through this thing more frequently every year. And we, we keep asking ourselves, when is it going to stop? When is it going to end? And you're talking about babies and, and teachers and people losing their lives really, really senselessly. And I just hope that we can come together as a country and figure this thing out. And the politicians who can make decisions on, you know, gun control or whatever it may be, especially on assault rifles that frankly people don't need. But uh, we just want to take this time out, man, and give our heartfelt condolences to those families, to anybody that's affected by it. You know, coach, I know you're down there in Texas. So we just want to make sure we took a little time to do that. Uh, we, we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we didn't. So, um, much respect to everybody down there. We just, we're really sorry for what's going on. You know, hopefully at some point we can figure it out as a country and get this over with. But, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Sooner than later would be nice. <clears throat> right. Oh yeah, definitely. 
Definitely. All right, Coach, one last thing before we let you get out of here, man. If you got any closing messages for potential recruit, a kid that wants to come on campus, you know, now's the time. And also drop whatever social medias you might have or email that kids can reach out to you, you know, if you have that available. Oh, yeah, definitely. So um, I'm going to leave it like this, man. Uh, you know, again, still looking for really, really good athletes. Uh, you know, understand that the journey is, is, is not over with. You just may have to just take a different route. Uh, when it's all said and done, there's nothing wrong with uh, playing at a lower level, man. I'm always going to be an advocate for the smaller schools because I was a small school guy myself. So I'm always going to be an advocate for the smaller schools. Uh, but more so, the one thing I do want to say is this, is and this is to every any athlete that's listening, any coach that's listening, no matter who it is, always show those guys respect when they come into your school or when they take the time out to talk to you. And the reason why I say that is because, and I'm going to keep saying this, you never know where that guy is going to end up. You never know where he's going to end up at the end of the day. Just like I may be talking to you today at Southwestern, but then I may be talking to you tomorrow from Ohio State. You, you never know where my journey is going to take me at the end of the day. You know, uh, and I say that because I have a buddy of mine who's coaching high school right now. He was at Grambling Nice coaching high school ball, and he and I talked about that a lot. He's like, I will get back to the college level at some point, he said, right now, my journey's just taking me back to high school right now, but I'll get back to the college ranks. And he was like, that's what kids got to understand is that just because you see me as a high school coach, or you see me as a coach at the D3 level, whatever it is, don't mean that's where I'm going to stay at. So always know, guys, you know, don't burn those bridges. Be respectful of those guys, man. If they take the time out to talk to you or give you some uplift or give you some kind of something, they're they're, they're 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 trying to fill you up with with, with with solid knowledge hey man be respectful take it and run with it because you never know if you may meet that guy again down the road somewhere so those would be my parting words there uh, if you want to hit me up on twitter that's usually where i uh, get all my info at football coach 31 on twitter so uh hit me up at football coach 31 all one word uh, on Twitter, you can hit me up. Uh, you can email me also at djones at southwestern.edu. Uh, so those are the two big ones right there. So uh, look forward to hearing from some good players. Usual coaches, hit me up too. Let, hey, let's talk ball. I love talking football. Uh, and let's do this again, man. This, this right here was fun. I had a great time yeah. tonight, guys. No Enjoyed doubt. this, man. This is great. So, <laughs> hey, let's do it again anytime. Yeah. For no, sure. no doubt. For no sure. doubt, man. Much respect to you, Coach. Always good talking to another ASC guy. Like I said, no tough and rough and rugged football. Yes, sir. Always <laughs> been good. So good talking to you. Good having you. We appreciate you, Coach Jones, Southwestern University. Uh, you got me, just Kev. I'm your host, Coach Terry, Coach Davis, Chris. We got Junior on tonight. Man, it's been another great episode. Until next time, guys, it's Straight Talk Live, post-grad recruits. We out. We out. Y'all take it easy. Have a good one, fellas.